Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Couch to Competitive on the WIP12 podcast. I'm your host, Hedgeheim. Um, and just as a recap, uh, Couch to Competitive is a show where we focus on a specific aspect of competitive play. Um, and we look to explore it and try to gain greater insight into it. Today, I have a guest, Perjan, and we are going to discuss irregular troops together. So these are obviously troops that do not generate regular orders. Instead, they generate irregular orders. Um, Perjan, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Fine. Thank you. Uh, great being on the show. It's good to speak to you. Uh, it feels like we haven't done a, a podcast together in quite a long time, actually. I think we didn't do a podcast per se ever. Mm. Yeah, we did streams, I think, before. We did some streams. Um, so just to qualify this discussion a little bit, um, obviously I've been a long-time Hackers Lum player myself, so I, I lean quite heavily on irregular troops. And uh, Pajan, you've been playing Hack as well for a number of years, I think. Uh, yes, my main was uh, has a Simba Ram for a long time, but mm -hmm. like as of like three years now, I think my main is Vanilla Haki Slam, and right. Baram is like a brick I sometimes use. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, mainly on Haki Slam, and then a bit of a sideshow on assassins sometimes. Uh, well, yes, I play a lot of different armies, but uh, mm -hmm. my my main like understanding of the game revolves around uh, Vanilla Haki Slam. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think, you, I mean, you've done reasonably well on Hack Islam in the past, right? I mean, you've taken some good... Uh, yes, I think I'm pretty okay player. I didn't win any, like, today event yet. I have won some, like, local events, like, one-day mm -hmm. events, uh, and I placed, like, in a top 10 on a number of uh, um, IGL and Vol mm -hmm. leagues. Right. Uh, and I, I think my top showing is like uh, the uh, White Noise uh, Eastern TTS tournament uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, right. And I was in the finals against Rob Cantrell and we uh, played it to a draw. Oh, nice. And then okay. he won because he had more objective points ah, from see. the previous games. Oh, that's rough. Um, but it sounds like it was a really good tournament for you. It was a great experience, yes. Yeah. So um, let's just get a bit of background about your competitive play. Did you did you start playing Infinity competitively straight away, or did it take you a little while to get into tournaments and things? Mm, I, I I wanted to pick up Infinity as sort of the competitive uh, game uh, because I was then playing Bolt Action as a 40k refugee, right. and Bolt Action was like ticking all the boxes apart from competitiveness. Uh -huh. uh, because uh -huh. we were like running like the those narrative leagues and axes versus allies, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I had two friends at my craft studio, uh, Wojtek and Jesus, and they were playing Infinity uh, then. And uh, I just asked them to uh, help me learn Infinity, and they taught me uh, reasonably quickly. Okay. Uh, and then, like straight away, like two or three months later, uh, they convinced me to uh, sign up to a two-day event in Poznań, Poland. Mm -hmm. It was in 2016, uh, and then they both uh, fell sick, and I went there myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I went there with Hasasin Baram, and mm. I had zero irregular orders in the list. Like, oh, really? No causes, okay. no dilemmas. So yeah. I guess this 
shows like the the beginning of my journey uh, and my goal there was to win one game I managed mm-hmm. to win one and draw one so I was very okay. happy with that yeah yeah that's, that's pretty good for a first tournament yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean 2016 it's been quite a long time for you <laughs> playing this game yeah it's been it 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 was like the not the very start but like the beginning of n3 I think Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's roughly uh, the same time for me. Roughly, maybe like a yeah. Year. I I doubled a bit in Infinity like way way before in N two, but we didn't really understand the game and how sure. it was supposed to work. So I was trying to like walk my Fide through the uh, suppression into melee, <laughs> and it didn't work. And I was sure. furious why it didn't work. Uh, and yeah. And then, like in, uh, but then the new start in N3, uh, like all the things, like were more um, understandable for me mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Infinity. Like I guess, like N2 was just and uh, was just like N3 was better written. I think. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree. And it made more sense. And what I like about like Infinity uh, the most was the. Um, uh, division between the uh, private and uh, public information, yeah, and yeah. open information, uh, because like it legitimized all the uh, usual uh, mind games that mm-hmm. people try to do in different games, but here they were just written in the rules. Yeah, right. I really liked yeah. it. I think that's a really cool thing um, in Infinity. You know, all of the hidden information um, and something that. Hackerslam gets reasonably good access to, right? Uh, sorry about my dog barking. Um, so I guess today we really want to be talking about irregular troops, right? I think you've already said quite an interesting thing, which is that when you started, you know, you weren't mad kind of into the irregular troops. You didn't take them immediately. Yes, like everybody was expressing, uh, like the five point gazes were uh, amazing and yes. broken, and I, I it took me, I, f- I think two years to actually start using them. Oh, really? I didn't okay. understand how to use them and what were their purpose. Uh, sure. And I think it's uh, also like a mm, good. Uh, representation of how a new player uh, comes to infinity and mm-hmm. their understanding of like the uses and value of like impetus slash and irregular troopers yeah i think that's definitely true isn't it because um i've been mentoring a lot of new players recently and it's not unusual at all for people to come to me with questions about how to use morlocks or monks or dilami um, things like that, because I guess they're not quite as obvious as a big heavy infantry with an HMG. You know, they don't make as much sense as those kind of troops. Yes, like when the Liberto first showed in the in the army, uh, I was not really looking at it as like the new uh, always uh, first pick trooper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, all the more uh, experienced players like express like oh this this is so good like it's it's yeah. gonna be in all the lists i yeah. didn't understand it at the start and then i started using it and now i get it mm-hmm. so now that you've obviously become quite familiar with irregular troops 
what would you say their main benefits are? I mean, wh- why would you bother taking in a regular troop? Uh, like there are two main uses of irregular troops. Uh, mm-hmm. One is to spend command tokens. Right. And uh, the second one, because you have to say, like, this is an, a resource management game. Uh, like the infinity and like you manage your orders and you manage your command tokens and you are given for command tokens at the start and you'd be like, oh, it always feels bad if you finish the game and you still have four command tokens. Yes. Uh, so I was trying to find ways to use them and uh, like when you are playing, uh, sectorials, the natural thing is to like remake fire teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and when you start playing vanilla, the most, the most, uh, mm, the thing that comes to mind the most is to uh, coordinate troopers, to yes, uh, yes. move multiple troopers, or either just to attack or just to move them into different places. And then, uh, as you start adding uh, irregular troopers, you start, at least in a free, you start with like a war core, and then mm-hmm. if he lived the first turn, then you just use the command tokens to turn his irregular order into regular to fuel or something. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but then I was still... Uh, left with some uh, command tokens at the end of the game. Uh, so I just expanded the number of irregulars oh. and found the uses of them. And only then uh, and the Liberto uh, I realized like, really how uh, how good actually using the irregulars offensively mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of irregulars tend to be quite cheap and they tend to come with things like light shotguns or boarding shotguns. And I think this means that they really like command tokens being spent on them to coordinate because you kind of want to get them into the middle of the board anyway, right? So mm-hmm. so it's not a waste of time to coordinate. You get something that's quite tangible and quite powerful like out of doing that. Well, I don't really coordinate irregulars. Uh, as much I, I I heard about like coordinating dilemmas to shoot somebody yeah. or like yeah. coordinating like four cams uh, to like blast like sixteen inches or like uh, fourteen inches across the board, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't really found much uses for that in my mm-hmm. in my experience. Uh, more more likely, it's uh, coordinating several troopers of like that will become like a, a gunfighters at some point or mm-hmm. uh, um, specialists and that's usually regular troops in most of the lists yes and then irregulars are there to either protect them or uh, trade and create space right um, so the more irregulars i have uh, the more of the currently not used irregular troopers, mm-hmm. I'm going to be uh, converting to regulars. That makes sense. Yeah, so so there's two different functions. There's the lesser used function, right, which is coordinating the irregulars together, which doesn't happen too often, but it's something you can do. But there's the more popular usage, which is to use those irregulars to kind of cover your more expensive regular troops to be corner guards and to be trading pieces, right? And you... Yeah. You use those cheap troops to protect your more expensive stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that hits upon the most important part of an irregular troop, which is that one, they're cheaper, right? A regular order 
can't remember how much it costs in N4, but it's in the region of about four or five points, I think, if I remember correctly. So irregular troops are cheaper. And um, obviously, because they're not giving you regular orders, it doesn't matter as much if that troop dies, right? You don't you don't lose as much. Yes. Uh, also, if you include enough of them, um, you are basically forcing yourself to be playing with those pieces because mm -hmm. the more of the irregulars you include, uh, the, the less efficient is uh, turning their uh, irregulars to regulars by, with command tokens is. Yeah. Uh, because like, you don't want to be turning like free irregulars orders every turn because you will yeah. run out of command tokens first round. Of course. Uh, yeah, but um, I have been using five to six irregulars in my lists constantly for the last three years. Mm. Yeah, you you're, you go quite heavy on the irregulars. I've seen your lists for a while and you do really like to utilize them. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's like the, the cause, like the, most of the troopers. It's not the, the, the main cause of their inclusion in my list. It's not that they are irregular, but mm -hmm. uh, the, the skills that they bring uh, is very beneficial to the rest of the team. Sure. And sometimes uh, it is very good to be like irregular and impetus because that's yes. uh, two free orders you can spend uh, mm -hmm. when nobody is looking yeah absolutely um so you've hit upon one of the main weaknesses of irregular troops which is that if you saturate your list with too many your list starts to fall apart a little bit you know because you need those regular orders to do things um yes exactly i found that like uh with uh without saladin mm -hmm. my limit my absolute limit for irregulars is about five and yes. it's already starts to feel bad uh, yes. for this building uh, because ideally you want to have like one irregular maybe group one and yes. then you can afford to have like up to three to four maybe irregulars group two and yes. then it means that they will have only like one to two regulars between themselves yeah absolutely uh, um, so just for context, obviously, Saladin as a lieutenant adds another regular order. So if you take him, you can get away with more irregulars because Saladin gives you more regular orders to fuel your troops. But if you don't take him, um, it's usually common to see people take uh, fewer irregular troops because you just can't yeah. control that downside as well. Yeah, I, I've been playing with both Avatar and Saladin and uh they uh, also Avatar uh, loves their uh, their Tigers, uh, but of course uh, Combined Army has more mm -hmm. cheap cheap regular orders they can include mm -hmm. uh, that do nothing, but they are regular orders. Uh, yeah. But the Strategos is a big uh, component to actually be able to spend uh, and use all this one or two more irregulars during the mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. that certainly makes sense. Um, so the question is, um, there, are, there are downsides with the regulars, which is that obviously they're not contributing regular orders to your pool. And so we're talking about how to control that downside. And you've mentioned a couple of, of really important points, which is that you need to not add too many irregulars to your list. That's the most obvious thing. 
Mm -hmm. um, you need to look for troops that add multiple regular orders. So Strategos is is a really common example of that. Um, and so are tags, mm -hmm. you know, because they kind of give you like the tactical awareness plus the regular. So you, you get yeah. a bit more there. Um, and of course, if you've just got one or two um, irregular troops, then uh, it's pretty good to spend a command token to just convert that, that order to a regular and, and, and then just play on with it. Like, um, yeah, like I think most of the list should be uh, including like at least one or two irregulars. <clears throat> if you have access to uh, a Liberto, just include him. Right. Uh, like in your panel or whatever. <clears throat> uh, if you have access to two irregular troops and one <clears throat> of them can be uh, offensive piece, so Liberto, <clears throat> uh, and then you can include another one, be it like a Warcore or like a Helot, uh, then you can easily uh, turn, spend the command token to turn these uh, other troopers irregular into regular if you need it. Right. Uh, but the important thing is like your irregular troopers, uh, if they want to contribute something, they need to be doing something. Yes. Either actively or uh, defensively. <laughs> so... Um, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Because you've said that you really want your irregulars to be actively contributing. So tell me, tell me about a troop like a Dilami or the Liberto or something. How would you use it? Like, what are you actually doing? Okay. So Dilami is very, uh, very straightforward. Uh, I use him as a um, close range mine slash a long range uh, gun across the board. Like mm -hmm. uh, at a diagonal or like a, a um, like like across the flank, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's the order thing. So uh, he comes with a camo. He's cheap. He has a decent gun, like a mm -hmm. template up close. If you deploy him, uh, that he only looks at say an objective and yes. not at the enemy deployment zone. That this means that the enemy needs to go there, then discover him. Mm -hmm. If he just goes and uh, clicks the objective, he risks, he risks uh, receiving a template. Yeah. Then on the other hand, if you deploy him, like looking at the close proximity of like an objective and like one uh, approach to your deployment zone, but still like looking at a, um, a gap all across mm -hmm. the table on the other flank, then you are playing to both his strengths, both the template and the Panzerfaust. So mm -hmm. the key is the deployment there. But so that's the defensive part, like the other mm -hmm. thing. And if he dies, nobody really cares. If right. he dies with zero Panzerfaust left, that's awesome. That that means that he uh, did his job. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if he kills something with this Panzerfaust. Uh, if he if he dies with like one or zero remaining that means that he did his job right that makes sense and uh, in a pinch you can use him offensively uh, mm -hmm. because this is still a light shotgun armed trooper with infiltration and uh, camouflage so camouflage is I think the most powerful skill in the game because it mm -hmm. allows you to cross up to 8 inches uh, of space without really being bothered mm -hmm. with anything apart from mines yes uh, so he can close in on stuff that would be difficult for your other troopers to close and mm -hmm. threaten like the link teams, uh, the specialists, uh, the doctors, the engineers, mm -hmm. um, or even just throw his life uh, on a mine, just mm -hmm. dodging and trying to clear away for another trooper. Yeah. And that's uh, six or eight points 
and uh, no SWC, so and irregular order. So there's actually mm-hmm. absolutely no loss of uh, apart from like actual zone that he was defending and if he dies then the zone is no, no longer defended right. then the list doesn't really uh, doesn't really feel his yeah. loss yeah so so there are two main things that you can do with these irregular troops the first is that you can use them as quite throwaway reactive pieces right and the dilami can do that with its templates or its panzerfaust um, and that's not unique to Dailami. You know, Ghazi have their jammers and their chain rifles and lots of other yeah. troops do similar Helots. things. Yep, Helots do a similar thing. Um, so that's not unique. Um, and the other main purpose is as a really cheap but still quite irritating attack piece. Um, Dailamis do this, Liberto do this. You know, you've got these very, very cost-efficient troops that can still run forwards and, you know, get that nice plus six modifier on the um, shotgun and they can use their marker states to dodge AROs. I mean, dodge metaphorically. I don't mean literally dodge. Um, and, And I guess one of the things that makes irregular troops really, really good here is that they're just so cheap. You know, if you... If you screw up with your Dailami and it dies, you've lost no regular orders and you've lost six points. And that's it. Uh, yeah, I think it's eight now. Uh, eight now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the dream of six-point Dailami is now unfortunately gone. <clears throat> uh, it was good for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, like imagine if you have like a climbing plus trooper, hiding mm-hmm. prone, like very dangerous offensively, but pretty uh, squishy, mm-hmm. say a chimera, right. uh, hiding uh, prone on a rooftop in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to get rid of uh, of this trooper, you would need to cross like a linked uh, missile launcher uh, arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then even if you go there, what of your gunfighters are wanting to uh, tangle with a chimera within eight inches? Not many. Nice. And yeah, and uh, because like she can just dodge pretty well and or like throw eclipse or throw pumpnicks mm-hmm. at you. They just dodge on eighteens and block line of fire and block like approach to to her even. And if you can go at her with this Dailami. He can just cross this uh, line of fire for the uh, for the missile launcher that is protecting the midfield. Uh, just go uh, maybe on the ladder, just crawl and even like spend two or three orders like trying to hunt this uh, this this chimera with like a light shotgun with just face-to-face rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it connects sometimes it don't uh doesn't and if it doesn't like you lost eight points and uh irregular troopers right and if it connects that's a huge game yeah yeah i really like that point i think it's so important in lists particularly competitive lists to have troops that you're willing to take risks with because if you don't have anything that can do that then it can make your play quite slow and indecisive Whereas if you do have something like a Dailami or a Morlock or a Jaguar or something, you can say, well, you know, this this doesn't cost me too many points. It doesn't cost me too many orders. So I'm going to run it forwards. And if it kills that really powerful enemy piece, then great. That's really good. And if it doesn't, I don't care. Um, and having yes, that as an asset is really good. 
Yeah, and especially as you mentioned, Morlocks, uh, there are irregular pieces that are awesome in melee, and they are right. still pretty cheap, like uh, Morlocks, uh, like Zuleika, uh, <laughs> like Monks. Uh, yeah, uh, in, in uh, these are troopers that can kill troopers that are way more powerful than them <laughs> because most of the gunfighters aren't really very, very well versed in melee. Right. So if something can run at them and just lock them in melee, uh, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even need to kill them, but just stay there in melee, yeah. it just completely uh, can uh, bog down uh, the attack next turn. Of yeah, your absolutely. This is probably one of the most important parts of my game as a hack Islam player is on turn one, the early turns, I want to risk my cheap irregular troops first so that the absolute core of my list stays intact because if my alpha strike fails, you know, if my first turn doesn't go very well, but all I've committed is a Liberto and Zuleika or something, then I don't mind. You know, I've still got my Muktas, I've still got my Asawira. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it has been raised uh, a few times before that uh, the power of uh, a gunfighter is is growing uh, mm-hmm. as the game progresses because the defensive pieces are dying and not being repaired or healed mm-hmm. at some point. And then uh, the perfect placement that was in the first turn uh, in the, the deployment zone is then uh, distorted because the enemy moves his troopers and attacks and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes repositions. So uh, your Muktars, your Asaviras, your troopers that are maybe not the prim- premier gunfighters, mm-hmm. uh, they their power grows uh, the longer the game co- uh, continues. Yes. Uh, and I also uh, tend to use my irregulars uh, as my opening move. And yes. every time I don't, I regret it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I was actually thinking to myself just the other day that I, I would rather use a Liberto on turn one than a Fide. Um, because, yeah, 100%. like, uh, so I, I guess this is getting, you know, a bit too specific into Hack Islam, but the main yeah. point here is that if you are playing any faction whatsoever, it is much, much better to lose a Tiger or a Monk or a Morlock or whatever it is than it is to lose an Avatar, you know, or an Asawira or, or, you know, whatever it is that your faction has that's more powerful and more expensive. Um, and many of these irregulars are cheap and they move fast. Tigers in particular move ridiculously fast. Um, yeah. And it just doesn't really matter if they die, right? Exactly. I have been running also a Shazvasti list uh, that I, I really enjoyed playing. It was started as a sort of troll list, uh, but then it went really well in the team championship, in the team mm-hmm. tournament. And it's called Taiga Double Punch, and it consists of six Taigas uh, sprinkled between two groups, and each nice. group has five and four regulars. Nice. Uh, and then basically the Taigas do the job. That's really interesting. So the next question I was actually going to ask is exactly that. I was going to say, let's say that you're a newer player and you're not so confident with irregular troops and you want to get better with them, what would you recommend they start with? Like, how would you practice? And it sounds like one of the things you're saying is just throw them into your list, right? Just try them out and see what you can do. Mm, yeah, but you have to understand uh, 
like the users of the irregular trooper you are throwing in, mm-hmm. uh, if it's just a purely defensive uh, guy, say a helot or a, um, a worker, or mm-hmm. even or a diplomatic delegate, or even a liberto that you don't know how to use yet, uh, right. it's okay just to use to throw it in either of your groups, just as mm-hmm. a filler, because if it dies, it dies. And yeah. you don't care. Uh, so, and for that reason, it might be better to put him in the second group. Uh, but on the other hand, if you put him into the first group, then you have a room to move another trooper into in there if it dies like to the death. Uh, and then if your second group is just five regulars and say mm-hmm. a lieutenant, that's six orders. And uh, if your first group is nine and one irregular, then it's very easy to just use this command token per turn to convert right. this irregular right. and have a fully functional 10 order group. Yeah. So it's like both uh, both ideas work. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that that's just the simplest way of including irregular, but you will not actually see uh, the full benefit of using irregular troopers until you start adding like two to three irregulars mm-hmm. and actually playing them offensively. Right. So do you, think, think do you think do you think that's the main thing? Playing them offensively is is important. Yeah. Prioritizing your irregular troopers as the primary attack pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's not like your tag that is doing the heavy lifting in the first turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the liberto. It's the right. monk. Uh, and it doesn't need to be the first turn. Uh, your tag is perfectly serviceable to like remove the exposed arrows. And mm-hmm. then your Liberto or the biker can just go in and sneak right. in and just park himself in the middle. Sure. Yeah. And th- this is the dynamic that's so important in um, more... Um, more robust and more serious list is that you need a long range gun to clear the exposed arrows, but then you need something to run forwards and to get into close range and to kind of annoy the opponent. Yeah, and we are getting to the more robust gun to clear arrows that is also irregular, which is uh, very often seen in Ariadna, which is Cateran. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's also mm-hmm. irregular trooper, and right. you. It's an awesome trooper. It's like a camo that can be deployed uh, an ARO and then offensively also try to clear ARO's. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the really nice thing about raising all of these troops is, you know, if a Cataram was regular, you're probably looking at about 30 points, you know, maybe more, but it's not. It's irregular. And I think that puts it at about 24, yeah. something like that. Um, uh, I think the main difference between deploying uh, regular and irregular troopers is that you feel okay deploying the irregular trooper like looking at the enemy DZ. Mm-hmm. It's not the mm-hmm. best thing, but sometimes you need to have hard sure. arrows somewhere. Sure. And uh, it's okay to deploy irregular trooper there because like you don't care. And mm-hmm. I th- I thought about like, how would I feel about my list, like my hack Islam list with like uh, five to six irregulars if I had access to uh, the uh, Wallace or Joan of Arc with mm-hmm. her um, uh, inspiring leader- leadership turning yeah. all the irregulars to regulars. And I don't really think it would benefit this list. Yeah, I agree. Because they are like those 
characters are using the cheap irregulars that are purely tools to provide uh, an order to something. It's like a tech B work or helot is fine, but um, and I'm using troopers that are more offensive and mm -hmm. if I were to use my offensive pieces or, or throw away a euro pieces like a dilami mm -hmm. and if they were providing a regular order I would be just so much more cagey with their deployment and use. Yes. Yes. Mm, yeah. So there is a sort of like liberating factor in the fact that uh, a trooper is generating just an irregular trooper. Yeah, I agree. I think inspiring leadership is obviously a really powerful ability. You know, turning your irregulars into regulars is very good, but it actually, um, it kind of diminishes one of the main attractions of irregular troops, which is exactly what you said. If you want to leave a Dailami mm. poking out, looking at the enemy deployment zone, that's okay. I would, you know? I would say it's a place a bit different in, uh, yeah. uh, with Wallace because he has access to a... Caterans, which are irregulars with camos, so survivable. Yeah, that's and, and different. And B, yeah. uh, dogs, uh, or like the, the, the transforming things, uh, which mm -hmm. are also irregulars, but are very durable. Mm. Uh, or, or like it is, uh, I think, Cameronians. Yeah. Uh, so uh, these are very different to like uh, Dailami or um, somebody else, because the Dailami just dies to one mine. And the yeah, dog absolutely. like... Uh, run through a mine and just laugh. Just not care. Yeah. Um, but I think the most important takeaway for the listeners is that actually, as weird as it sounds, having pieces that are there to die and, you know, you can get away with that and not care about it is really important. Yes. Like my, uh, I don't know if it's now the moment, but I have this one, uh, strategy or tactic, uh, in both my Shazvasti and, uh, Hakislam list, uh, mm -hmm. I use like the, the Hakislam. I play with Saladin. I just like him. Uh, it allows, he allows me to play more irregulars because he brings another regular order and he, the strategos allows me to move people around, uh, mm -hmm for free like one one trooper per uh, turn yeah uh, and then on top of that he brings another another command token uh, for a total of five and if you count all the benefits uh, of strategos so five command tokens then mm -hmm. um, moving a trooper so three troopers during the course of the game so that's three so that's mm -hmm. eight in total and then additional reserve uh, which I also like you might want to use a command token uh, to to have. Uh, it is uh, making Saladin play as if you had like nine command tokens, and that mm -hmm. uh, the moment I started treating him like that, he just clicked with me. Uh, right. And like the way I'm using him is, I uh, I deploy him in a list uh, that has a nine model group. Uh, and then a six model group. Yes. And, uh, the important thing is to play with the dogged troopers. Because mm -hmm. if you play with the uh, troopers that have dogged, uh, and they die, they leave a space mm -hmm. in the shape of another trooper. Mm, and you use it. So my first, uh, order of the game would usually be to play with, uh, Liberto because he's dogged right. and he can strike deep. 
My secondary <laughs> trooper would be like Zuleika, who is dogged right. and can strike deep. My another trooper would be Mutavia, who is dogged mm-hmm. and can break tags and do other things. Yeah, absolutely. So, and those my are my attack pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I uh, uh, start my turn, I usually pick one. I put him into the turn that uh, will benefit him the most, like the, the, mm-hmm. the other group. And then I spend order on them until, until they die or mm-hmm. are like in such a place that the enemy needs to kill them. Yeah, right. So leave them somewhere very annoying. Yeah. And yeah. then if they die, that's great because now I have room for another of such troopers to put into the same group and mm-hmm. uh, continue on. And this is allowed for by the strategos uh, right. to, to be done very easily. Now, I had another idea with my uh, taigas uh, that I spread between uh, two groups. So I had uh, three taigas in the first group mm-hmm. and then five regular troopers, including like Shishkin lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And then a secondary group was three taigas and four troopers. And each group included like a speculo or a drone. Like there mm-hmm. were threats, but... Uh, Mostly there were taigas, and the, the strategy there was to have the taigas like go and spend like one taiga per group, spend all the others, uh, and then one, once the taigas die, then you will have either for the first or the second group where there will be enough room to collapse all the other regular troopers there. Right, and then right. like in on the like. Second or third turn, you just spend three to four command tokens and just move everybody there, mm-hmm. and then play as though the tigers kind of didn't exist, right? Yes, you just just keep and then going. Last turn, you have like eleven older Shashkin. Yeah, that's really good. So, what I hear you saying is that you know you have now become so confident with the regulars that you actually build your lists around them. Right. In Hack Islam, you'll take Saladin, you'll use Strategos, you'll use the command tokens, and you'll push those irregular troops really hard. And you'll be fine with that because, you know, that you've just practiced that and you've built around it. And the same yeah. as Vasti as well. Yes, yeah, like for the most part, my uh, my Hack Islam lists uh, look in such a way that, like, I start my last turn, I lost five or six troopers. Mm-hmm. So I start my uh, order pool with uh, nine to ten orders. Right, right. So I have my fresh uh, fresh uh, order, order group for mm-hmm. my Asawira or Mukhtar, mm-hmm. uh, if, if they survived, uh, uh, and then f- uh, totally empty second group. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I love most about attacking on the first turn with a Liberto, which is, is that... You know, the Liberto can die, and then you start turn two, and you pr- you might still have nine regular orders in that group one, which is yes. so good. It's, it's yeah, really but on good. The other hand, on the other hand, I had games where my Tigers just didn't die. They just went unconscious. <laughs> and uh, I, w- I wouldn't want my, like, Liberto or Zuleika or somebody else to just go unconscious because it blocks the space. Like, yes, the, the yeah. other list uh, uh, deals with that in such a way that uh, there are two groups and both are very similar. So I can like move like one or two pieces between them and yeah. like there will be pieces to use. In yeah, either so, group. so the lower the footprint that a regular can have, the better. So you almost, you want it to die, right? Because then when yeah. it dies, you spend that command token, you push a regular troop into the, into the main group to replace that space and you just get on with your life. 
and you yes, still actually, actually, the sh- the Shazvasti list only has eight uh, or eight troopers in one group and seven in the other, so right. it's very even spread. So, even to start with, there are uh, places to put models in. That makes sense. Yeah, and and that's because what you were saying is that in the hack Islam list, everything has dogged, right? So when it dies, it dies completely. Um, yeah. The Shaz list is a bit different, so you're spacing your your groups a bit better. Makes sense. Um, well, you've been practicing with the regulars for a while. Would you say it's something that took you quite a long time to get used to? Oh, yes. It didn't click, like, for a long time. I mm-hmm. didn't use, like, even Gazis when they were broken. Yeah. And uh, the Lamis, yeah, like, I think it's, like, mm, yeah, I think it's about four years, maybe, maybe three, mm-hmm. that, I, that I've actually been using uh, like maybe closer to four years that I've mm-hmm. actually been using mm-hmm. and so from this like uh, six year journey of infinity it took me about two years to actually start uh, exploring right. regulars right um, but it sounds like now they've changed your playstyle a lot you know you play more aggressively with them you're doing different things with lists things like that oh yes yes and I always is, try to find, uh, like, at least uh, some troopers that are irregular in each army I play, like, right. be, it, uh, be it, like, uh, uh, Eugene or uh, Toha or some other. Mm-hmm. So to include them and actually use them. Mm-hmm. And is that literally just because they're really cost-efficient and you can throw them away easily, or it, is that the main reason? Mm, like, the main reason uh, is Liberto. Yeah. Uh, who is really, really good, and his mm-hmm. Doggett and Camo uh, <laughs> bonkers profile. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still, I haven't tested like the Beast Hunters and stuff, but they are sure. like bringing similar stuff, but they are not Doggett. And yes. that's yeah. my main stopping uh, stop uh, with using mm-hmm. them. Um, uh, similarly, in Eugene, like uh, the monks are great, but they don't have Doggett, so they mm-hmm. don't leave a space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to plan differently with them. Uh, yeah. Also, you cannot just ignore a thing and continue pushing. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's, I think there's an intersection, isn't there, between irregular troops and camouflage, where you get these really powerful, irregular, yeah. camouflaged troops. Um, yes, but for the most part, I think uh, I like to be efficient with my mm, play. So if I see unspent command tokens at the end of the game, I try to uh, find ways to spend them. Right. And be it moving the troopers, coordinating the troopers, or using uh, irregulars to fuel mm-hmm. other troopers. Because yeah. if you include an irregular instead of a regular, that's like between a worker and a flash boost boss, that's like four points mm-hmm. difference that you can spend on upgrading other troopers. Yeah, right. Uh, and yeah, like... Sure, Flash Pulse Bot is amazing, but not everybody has access to it, like Toha. Uh, and uh, the Diplomatic Delegate is even more amazing for different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, that's the thing that really strikes me, is that if you play a list with one irregular, you save the points of taking an irregular troop instead of a regular, and you don't really lose an order because you've got those command tokens, and you can just spend those command tokens to make that troop regular. Um, yes. so you, you know, you you lose basically nothing, really. 
Well, provided you don't need to like survive like two turns of loss of lieutenant and sure. Yes, but yeah, that's uh, very cringe. Uh, yeah. Like uh... that. Obviously, there are situations in which you're going to want your command tokens for other things. Um, but you know. Generally, yeah, but, it's nice. But then you have to re- rethink your deployment pro- potentially and <laughs> yeah, game plan. Then, then that's your problem, really. Um, if you're if you're affected by loss of lieutenant too often, that's uh, that's a different thing. Um, well, you know, it's just occurred to me that maybe this episode is really about the Liberto. Now that I'm thinking about it, but there you go. Yeah, it's a praise to Liberto. It's the ode to Liberto. Uh, yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, Camo mines uh, templates and uh, dot on sixteen. Mm. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I just, just because because you can. Um, all right. Well, let's think about some uh, some little tips and tricks. So, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the biggest mistake you see other people make with the regulars? Is it that you know maybe they take too many, or is it that they just don't do anything with them, or is that yeah, is there a mistake I, you see people do? Yes, I think I think uh, the most common mistake is to take some irregular troopers and never spe- and never move them. I had right. seen people like deploy a camo that is clearly a beast hunter, and like for the first turn it doesn't move for the second turn it doesn't move mm-hmm. and they are just using this to fuel the other orders or uh, or maybe even not using his order like repositioning right. him like four or eight inches and that's it um, and yeah and I think uh, I, I noticed something in my other, other list like there is something to say about uh, utility irregular so a monstracker for example, like a specialist uh, mm-hmm. irregular with like something to do with his order. It's also yeah. amazing profit. Right. So I guess if you take an irregular troop and you're not spending that irregular order to do anything, then really it's kind of just taxing your list, isn't it? Uh, yes. Like if you think about it, like if you spend this irregular to fuel something else with a use of command token, then you are spending more resources. So, mm-hmm. uh, the best way to use them is to actually use them on themselves. Yes. So uh, you you want to find uses for those troopers, be it like uh, to reposition this monk, just those uh, another four to eight inches, uh, just to provide another uh, arrow on an approach, sure. or just to throw this drop bar on on this monstracker, or to repair uh, uh, this uh, downed flash boost bot yeah. with the monstracker. Yeah. Uh, so just using those uh, troopers, like on the first turn, on the second turn, uh, you don't want to be spending like two or three command tokens turning uh, two or three irregular troopers orders on the first turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sometimes I do, if it fuels the most amazing run of Liberto of Zuleika, uh, but most likely it's like one or two uh, command yeah. tokens per turn. If I if I saturate my list with irregulars a lot, yeah, and I was also going to say, you know, one of the best things you can do with an irregular order is uh, just throw out a discover on something. You know, that's a, that's a really nice use of an irregular order is to move and throw out a discover. Um, if you yeah. fail, it doesn't matter. You can then uh, try and cover that camouflage troop with the chain rifle that your monk has or that your morlock has or whatever, um, which yeah. is good anyway. Yes, exactly. So that's a really efficient play, but but you're right that if you've got an irregular in your list and you're literally not using it, it's just costing you resources. It's it's costing you the regular order that it could have been. Um, like it's okay for like one worker, 
sure. or diplomatic sure. delegate. But uh, yeah, if you include more than one, then it, it, you need to do something with yeah. them. Yeah, I, but it was correct what you said at the beginning, or at least I agree with what you said at the beginning, which is that I think on some level, Infinity can be quite an unsexy game. And what I mean by that is it's just about resources, right? It's about spending your orders and spending your command tokens. Um, and if and you're not doing that... your opponent. Exactly, right. It's it's about how you spend orders and stop your opponent from doing the same thing. Um, and if you're not making the most out of your orders, then, you know, then there are... You're letting your opponent get back into the game. You know, you're not using things properly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, any other thoughts that you have about irregulars? We talked a little bit about their use and how you prefer to to use them and things like that. Is there anything else you can think of? Mm, just don't be afraid. Use them. Use them offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, profit. Yeah, use them. Profit. Uh, see what happens. Exactly. Well, coming to the end, uh, I've got the quick fire round that I do with everyone, so I'll, I'll do it with you. Um, I have a feeling that your answers will be quite different to some of the others that I've heard from other people. Really? So, okay. Yeah, let's go through it. Let's see. Uh, okay, so some quick questions. Uh, just just one or the other. So hacking or tags? Hacking. Yeah, okay. I thought you might say that. Um, here we go. So so lots of camouflage or fire teams? Camouflage. Yeah, you're a camouflage guy. I know. Um, infiltration or parachutist? Infiltration. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather pick deployment or initiative? Uh, deployment, usually. Yeah. Um, and then finally, would you rather play a mission like Annihilation or a mission like Countermeasures? Uh, unmasking. Um, okay, a mixture of the two yeah. in some ways. Nice. Yeah, so it's always really interesting because obviously your answers to that really revolves around infiltration and camouflage and hacking and things like that. And that's really how you like to play, I guess. Yeah, like I like my Rajik sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but infiltration is just providing orders from the get-go. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Um, but it, I think it's a very, it can be a very hack-centric view of the game. You know, lots of infiltration, lots of camouflage, lots of tricks, um, things like that. Yeah, there are some Ariadna flavors in there. Yeah, definitely Ariadna. And uh, nomads can camo spam as well. You know, they can do it. Um, but but not, they not, don't. Not as they, no, they don't. Not as commonly, no. no. All right. Well, that's been our episode today on Irregulars and how to start to practice with them and get the most out of them. Um, unless there's anything else for you to add, Pajan, I guess we'll stop here. No, I'm fine. Thanks for having cool. me. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, and see you next time, listeners. Thank you.